Here he drives it and drives it clean out over the stand. Out into the field of calm, it went. <laughs> Jesus, it's terrible. Come on, lad, kick that ball. Morning. You're very welcome through to another episode of the Back at the Stand podcast. This is the GA um, show here. I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin this morning. Kevin, how are you? I'm very good, Mark. How are you keeping this morning? I'm very good. I'm very good. You're um, I'm no doubt looking forward to Kerry being represented at All Ireland Hurling Final Day next week. It'll be a, a great um, turn up for the books that were there on All Ireland Hurling Final Day. But look, it's fantastic to be involved all the same. Absolutely, and it's it's just, in a sign of the strange year that we have it. We Tipperary this weekend in an All Ireland football semi final, and Kerry in an All Ireland hurling final next week. So as you said, it, it it's great to be there when you when you get the chance. So, um, hopefully it goes well. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, I'll go through the results from the weekend. Um, so on Saturday we had one All Ireland senior hurling championship. Semi final Waterford beating Kilkenny on um on that one two twenty seven to two twenty three a very impressive comeback from Waterford there it was probably the best Waterford Waterford performance um in Crow Park in many a long year in the Joe McDonough Cup Mead lost on the scoreline of three ten to two thirty to Antrim and uh, Carlo lost to Westmead on a scoreline of one twenty one to two thirteen and in the Lorimar Cup final. Um, Fermanagh lost to Loud on that one, um, two eighty or two eight to two nineteen. Kevin, I believe you were watching that one. I heard it wasn't the best game. Uh, no, look, look, it, it wasn't the best game considering that Watford and Kilkenny was what followed it. Um, yeah. but look, certainly it's great for those players to have their day in Crow Park, and it was great that it was able to be. I'd say televised, but it was on YouTube. We watched it on YouTube on the television. Um, but look, like that, it, it it just gives kind of the smaller counties kind of the recognition that they look they deserve. Kind of, I'm sure into county players at lower level put in as much time and commitment as the, the the top of the table lads. So look, it was just good to see, um, especially kind of young boys and girls from those counties that can see look that one day that they can get to Crow Park as well. And it's only right that we open up Crow Park for. What are essentially national competitions? They are all Ireland final, the same way as the John McDonald Cup in two weeks' time is an all Ireland final for that cohort of teams that enter it. So, um, look, yes, it wasn't of the standards to the Liam McCarthy, but like it is kind of the the, the lowest tier hurling competition we have. But still, like from from Lowe to put up a fine score, kind of two eighteen or two nineteen, I think it was. Um, like there were certainly some good good elements of play in it, so like, I I enjoyed watching it. So I say more of it, please. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, they they train as hard as any other, um, as the big boys do. They just and then they deserve the day in the sun as well. And I, as you said, it, it's good to see that um, it's good for promotion of hurling in those countries that they can get to play at in an All Ireland final in Crow Park, and no doubt for me, hurling as well. They'll be. Um, delighted to see one of their natives, Jack Fagan, play for Waterford, um, at the weekend, um, against Kilkenny, and hopefully he'll he'll get a run out in the All Ireland final as well. Um, and no doubt that'll do wonders for Hurling and Mead. And then on Sunday, the the final game was Limerick beating Galway on the scoreline of twenty seven points to twenty four. Um, that one was kind of marred a small bit by um, a couple of refereeing incidents. Um, 
One of them was whereby Garrod Hagerty, in my opinion, was very lucky not to be sent off. And um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, we'll pre- we'll pre- we'll review those two semi-finals um, later on in the show. But I want to talk about just um, some Kerry-related matters with Kev- with Kevin first. And um, the other um, issue from that Limerick Galway match was a nasty head injury to Joe Canning, but thankfully he was discharged from hospital on Sunday night, so he's he's well. Um, so, first of all, Kevin, just matters kingdom related uh, before we move on to the hurling. You know, they'll be hurling kingdom matters as well. But we saw um, during the week the various WhatsApp messages going around the place purporting that there was unrest in the Kerry camp and that the players had asked Peter Keane to step down. Now, I understand from reading the Irish Examiner that he did come under pressure to explain the the. Donny Buckley exit from the camp, but that there was no um, vote of confidence or um, a lack of confidence in Peter Keane. And I see Darren O'Sullivan on Twitter as well called the whole thing bullshit. What's your take on it? Well, what I find interesting is kind of Donny Buckley has been gone kind of since this time last year. Um, he kind of he 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 wasn't dealing with them for the league this year, as far as I'm aware. So I just find it very surprising that it's kind of popping its head up now. Um, players would have had the chance to speak kind of during the league and when things were going well during the league. But look, I, again, I think it's just a deflection or people just looking for excuses or to cause trouble. Uh, I think, look, Peter Keane, he's, he's in his second year of a three-year term. Um, a lot of lads with him would have been with him with minor as well. So like, it is transition and he's bringing through a lot of people. Um <laughs> I think from a Kerry point of view, we can only really see it as, yes, even though this year we got caught in Cork and uh, look, it was knockout football and yes, we didn't get the results we deserved and we didn't, or not that we deserved, we didn't get the result we expected and it wasn't a successful year from a Kerry point of view. But look, from what Peter Keane has done, he got to Northern final, he was in it within 30 seconds, let's call a spade a spade of winning Sam Maguire last year. Um, and like that, we, we kind of stood up to him in the replay as well and I think this year has been a challenge for everyone. And look, we went on, yes, we won the league, but um, I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. I think when we were yeah. looking at the players kind of being called up is Paul Ganey and you're wondering, well, was Paul Ganey actually dropped because of what's going on or is he just up, is he no longer up to the standard? I'd kind of go for the latter. And then just this, there's rumours made up about David Moran as well being told not to kick the ball away and he went and kicked the ball away at the very end against Cork. Like these are fellows who put their lives in hold to play for Kerry and I don't think that they'd act the maggot for want of a better word and throw away a Kerry and Cork game. Um, it means more to to Kerry people than just to kick away a ball and David Moran is the man who would have worked and lived in Cork for a bit of time. He, he'd know what that rivalry is all about and I don't think he'd kick the ball away just to make Peter Keane lose his job. I, I think the, the rumours there, they're nasty. And I, I, th- I think they, they've, they've no basis, really. Yeah, and as you said, um, like the, the players bust their fucking gut, really, to, for pardon the language, but they really do. They, they give it all. And I look, we are kind of coming into the silly season as well when it comes to the GA reporting because like there's only um, five counties left um, or six counties left in the All Ireland series between hurling and football, um, and I suppose in a lot of counties, sports writers and so on need to fill their column pages, um, and I'm not saying that that's what happened here, but people 
start to take things out of context as well. And I think what the reports that came out were very disrespectful to the players and indeed very disrespectful to Peter Keane because, as you said, like the Ganey and Moran were supposed to have called for him to go. And um, as you, as you said there, it was almost suggested that Moran literally kicked the game away just to cost him his job, um, which is frankly nonsense talk, really. And I saw Ganey um, tweeted during the week. It was just a gif saying fake news. So... Look, I think it happens in every county, people making up rumours and spreading kind of half-truths just to kind of make it seem like, oh, Jesus, look, I'm in the know. I know a man who's who, who's really involved in the camp now, and he told me that this happened. And half the time, that, that that's pure and utter guff, and it's people trying to make themselves out to be um, closer to the setup than they actually are. Um, I find it very hard to believe. Like we saw another um, WhatsApp rumor doing the rounds last night, or on Sunday rather, um, regarding Brian Cody, and apparently there was a row supposed to have happened in the dressing room um, after their loss on Saturday to Waterford. Like I don't think these things deserve any uh, credibility, and I'm I'm certainly not meaning to lend them any credibility, but I think whoever spreading those rumours needs to first of all remember that they're spreading them about amateurs. They're spreading them about players who give it their all and they're spreading them about managers who put the, who put their time in training teams. And it's not fair to have their, I suppose, what's going on in a dressing room portrayed in a way that that's not actually happening. And I, as you said, it's a lot of it's laughable to suggest that players are throwing games and whatever... I wouldn't. I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, do you? I suppose to speak on the more substantive point, Kevin. Do you think there is any threat to Peter Keane's job, or do you think he's safe? I think he's safe. I think kind of what added to the rumours as well is that one of the clubs in in the county kind of John Mitchell's called just for a review of what's going on, which which look is is a good thing. It's it's good to kind of yes. stand back and review it. Um, but I I would imagine he is safe because look as I say, kind of. I won't say I won't call it success, but he definitely brought on development in the sense of where we were when we were beaten by Mayo, um, and then when we, I'm trying to think, yeah, it it, it was kind of like defeats to Mayo in the semi final, then losing to Galway in the Super Eights, um, and then look look to to come back and uh, get to an All Ireland final and like that. We we stuck with the Dubs, who were the greatest team of all time for a, a game and a half, and look, we were unfortunate to lose it in the end. And then to win the National League, uh, I think he is the right man for the job. He knows the players that are coming up through minor. Uh, and as as far as I can remember as well, like Peter Keane was was the manager that the players actually wanted when there was talk of Jack coming back as well. Um, so look, I, I think he, he will stay and I think he should stay. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's nobody should forget that Kerry were in, were in the kick of a ball to win in that All-Ireland last year. I was there, you were there. And look, Dublin did very well to come back, but Kerry were probably unlucky not to hang on. Um, I think he will say it's the silly season. People need to be... It, look, it's, it's giving us something to talk about as well. So there's probably a bit of um, hypocrisy on my point of view. But it, it, I think some of these stories, they, they belong in the bin, really. Um, I suppose to move to matters on the field within the kingdom, there as you, as we said earlier, you're preparing for an All Ireland final next week, um, against Antrim. You'll go in as underdogs of that, I'm quite sure. Um, 
But look, it's 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 definitely an event to look forward to. Um, certainly, look, kind of the, the bookies have went from a slight favourites. Uh, kind of, I thought we, we've played it now three times already this year, and yes, we've lost all three times. But kind of next weekend is kind of, or the weekend after even is kind of our is is the main one. It's the one that really matters, and um, they'll kind of want to avenge the the league final defeat where uh, like they were fairly nip and tuck. The only thing just from a carry point to be wary of is that they put up some score um, at the weekend against Mead. I think it was two thirty. Um, yeah, which is savage scoring. So I thought we we need the likes of Shane Conway and uh, Shane Nolan and and the big boilers um, on farm just to be tipping away at scores uh, and look hopefully that we can restrict them to as, as a small amount of score as possible. But, um, certainly, kind of I think a lot of hurling fans and non traditional hurling fans in the county are certainly looking forward to it. Absolutely, and it's going to be live on RT Sport as well, which will give it a great um platform. And it it that's only right given the occasion, because as he, as you said earlier, it's a national final, it's an All Ireland final, and it deserves um not only respect but attention, and um, it deserves publicity. And I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I think it it'll be it'll be a very good game. I I hope Kerry win it, and look. I suppose I I do I on on the football side I don't want Kerry to win anything but I think it's very important for Kerry hurling that they are successful and I think it's important for hurling generally that more hurling counties um play at a higher standard so I I I'm very much hoping that Kerry do win it um and I am very really looking forward to the game it'll be two very good games on the day. Um, and a positive thing as well that we've learned today is that the full panels are going to be allowed now at the All-Ireland Finals, which um, I think John Kiley got a lot of criticism for suggesting, and, and I was one of them a couple of weeks ago, that it should happen. But it's going to be great for um, the fringe players on all panels that they're going to be able to be in Crow Park. No, so look, Crow Park is big enough that they can have more than the extended panel. So I, I think only common sense is really kind of one out on the day, so like there'll be many more bars and restaurants in the locality of Crow Park that'll have more people in them probably than what would be in Crow Park on the day for the game. So look, it only makes sense, kind of. You can more socially distance in Crow Park, so look, it's it's good to see it. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose we'll turn our attention now to the we action that happened just the weekend just gone, and uh, the two semi finals. We're looking forward now to a. Uh, an all-earning final between Waterford and Limerick and look Limerick are going to go into that one raging hot favourites they're 2-5 to five with the bookies to win the game I suppose there's just an, a few things I want to talk about across both games to be honest and the first one Kevin is I, I don't know does the rule book or the rules of hurling mean anything anymore because we saw an incident on Sunday where Garrod Hagerty, who I thought was very lucky not to be sent off for striking with the hurley he struck. Now, it was said that oh, it was an attempted block, but I've never seen someone hit a hurley, but hit a slitter behind their back with a hurley. So I don't know what he was trying to block or trying to hook. Um, it, it was certainly looked nothing like a block. Um, and I, I put it up on our social or on our Twitter on Sunday. And I asked the question, I said, when did the term loose tackle replace striking with the hurley? 
And we received a response from Declan Horahan. He's a club mate of mine and Brian Dillon's. And he made, he made an interesting point to me, and Kevin, I'd love to know your thoughts on it. He said, when the game of hurling began to die about six years ago now, um, to answer my question, he said, around the same time, Fella started to spend more time in the gym than in the alley. It's no surprise why people enjoyed the club coverage so much over the summer. It's still hurling, like, unlike the inter-county stick rugby is what he suggested, obviously referring there to the physicality of players. And we saw at the weekend that Austin Gleeson scored a great number, a great, had a great game on Saturday, but like he's gone into a huge man now. Um, but is it gone too much like that they need to be bulked up kind of um, athletes rather than hurlers? And the, the rule book kind of, is kind of ignored because we need to let the game flow and we can't countenance the idea that there's any cynicism in the game at all. Look, I, I wouldn't kind of argue against the, the size or shape of, or how big kind of the players are, kind of inter-county players coming all sizes and shapes and anyone who might disagree with me, I'd say take a look at the Fermanagh goalkeeper on, on Saturday. But <laughs> I, I think what needs to happen is that Harlan always got to a stage where I'd, I'd call him Harlan elitist almost, look down at footballers going, oh, sure, the footballers should they're too soft, they can't take any sort of a belt and hardly know it's become a game where we almost is kind of savagery warriors pucking heads off each other. Um, I think we're we're gonna to have to start seeing the black card come into hurling or some sort of a sin bin. Um and just for officials just to properly watch the game. Like there was another instance where Aaron Glam went in on top of the um the Galway keeper and uh, give him a smack of the hurl across the back as well. Um which should shouldn't be happening. It is cynical fouling. And until kind of, and a lot of hurling people say, oh no, we don't need the black card in hurling. Hurling, it's a tough man's game. But like, it needs to be introduced. Otherwise, it's just going to run away with this. And that kind of, kind of pulling the hurls against fellow across the backs or hitting them with the boss like we would have seen in Austin Gleeson, it's just going to continue happening. Yeah. And I, I, I would argue that the supporters and indeed the referees need to take responsibility there as well because like, and like you go to any hurling game now or watch it in a pub or anything, you'll hear, Jesus, the referee needs to leave the game flow or, oh, the referee's really leaving the game flow. And then on the other extreme, then depending on who the referee is, you'll hear people saying, Jesus, lads, the referee's fecking blowing for everything here. There's freeze all over the place and people giving out about that. And I would think, I think a lot of that goes back to Brian Gavin. Um, and look, he's not someone we re- re- recall too fondly in Cork. He was he was given widespread praise for a very num- a good number of years for leaving the game flow. But I think leaving the game flow now has become almost like a by term or a byword for don't blow for a free for anything except over carrying. If they take too many steps, you have to blow for that. But anything else, Asher, look, it's within the spirit of the game. And like I, we heard an absolutely extraordinary rant from Henry Shefflin um, on Saturday night talking about, oh, I would, oh, you wouldn't want to get me started now on the rule book. Um, and I just think that that kind of stuff, you, hurling and football have been cleaned up an awful lot over the last 30 years. There's no doubt about it. But the rule book need not become a dirty word either. We have to have rules in our games and we have to have them applied consistently. And if someone strikes with the hurley, that shouldn't become oh, a loose tackle. It's striking with the hurley, which should be a red card. No, I understand the group, chat, but like that kind of, unless you almost do it in full shot of the referee and give something an off clapper, there's very little chance of getting sent off in the game hurling. 
but I think kind of if we do bring in the black card or kind of sin bin kind of thing for cynical fouls, I think that will clean it up an awful lot. Um, I think that is what, what Harlan needs, and it's, it, I think it will get it within the next couple of years. Yeah, it, it does seem to be coming down the road because um, I think even the most, as you said, the kind of hurling diehards or the hurling fanaticals, we're, we're starting to realise at this stage that cynicism very much does exist in the game. And they've, they've tackled it in football. Now, well, however well the black card is working in football, is open to debate. But um, I think it's time that it's tackled in hurling as well. I suppose, Kevin, we'll, we'll just preview the All-Ireland final just very quickly. Um, from what you saw over the two games, do you give Waterford a decent chance of winning the final? I, I thought that they played an absolutely excellent game against um, against Kilkenny. I thought they were actually more impressive than Limerick were on, on Sunday. Um, the bookies have Limerick very strong favourites, but I think Waterford under Liam Cahill and Mikey Bevins I think they're no joke and I think they'll have every chance of winning. I think certainly from what we saw at the weekend, you would kind of say, well, Waterford are even more than just a shout. Um, kind of as the game started, you're thinking, oh, here we go. Uh, just flashbacks to what happened in 2008 and I, they, they were really yeah. kind of thinking, oh, they were kind of, it's steady ship here now, a small bit, but like an 11 point turnaround really from, from half time to full time. Um, just like they're getting scores from all over the park. Um, if Austin Gleeson can kind of stay out of trouble and stay healthy for the full 70 minutes, uh, like Daisy Hutchinson coming back from the UK uh, is, is and Stephen Bennett as well, I think they, they have the players that this can be Waterford's year now, I believe. Absolutely. And like you speak about Austin Gleeson there, like you could see at the end of the game, he scored the last point of the game. And when the final whistle went, he dropped to his knees in exhaustion. So as you said, if he can stay out of trouble, he's a fantastic player and He'll, he'll definitely have a big impact on the final. Um, I suppose we have two football games this weekend. We'll very, very quickly, I'm not, we're not going to talk about them in, in depth because I think we've given our predictions before. I think we've said before that it's going to be Mayo in Dublin. I don't think there's going to be any change to your prediction on that one, Kevin, is there? I'd almost quietly back to Barreri. Okay. Well, ho- hopefully your, your, your predictions go a bit better than they have been in the press previous weeks and myself included we we all thought it would be Donegal um um playing um Cork and Mayo and Dublin so look we we'll see how it goes I think I I think myself regarding Cavan they'll do very well to keep it under 10 points I think Tipperary have a right chance of winning the game but I think um Mayo's experience and Mayo's kind of greater um, panel strength will probably see the day out but I think if we're going to have any challenge to Dublin in the All-Ireland final realistically as romantic as it might be for Tipperary to win on Sunday I think or on yeah on Sunday I think we we're, we should really hope for a Mayo victory there because they're the only chance really of, of stopping the dubs at this stage so Kevin I'll let you go and go about your day thanks very much for listening to us this morning and we'll talk to you again next week take care oh my Thanks very much for listening to another episode of the Back of the Stand podcast. Uh, we'd be very much appreciative if you give us a follow on Twitter. We're at Back of the Stand 2 and also look us up on Facebook. You can just search the Back of the Stand. Um, and please also subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts and on Spotify or whatever uh, podcast uh, platform you use. Um, we'd very much appreciate um, the support. Thanks very much, guys.